Real with Pastor Juan Martinez, a.k.a. Dr. Love. And I'm Stephanie Martinez, Rave. Oh, wow. You had to switch it up. <laughs> I did. That, yes, is this sir. the first time a, since yep, your marriage? Yes, first time. Yes, sir. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, so now you get married, Stephanie. Yep. This is dope. And so, you know, we just want to thank everybody who's continually writing the letters. You know, I had all the letters over there. Maybe I should grab them. Go for it. We want to shout out all of the mm. people who are writing us consistently and letting us know that they are enjoying the show or that they received a book. Um, man, we, we really appreciate every single one. So shout out to Omar Moreno, Emmanuel Aparicio. Um, Emmanuel Aparicio sent us a few. All right, shout out to you guys. Randy Brumette. We appreciate. We've read every single one of them, and yep. it just really touches and impacts us. Impacts we got a couple us. more. Mm-hmm. We got Jeffrey Duff, uh, Jason Whitaker, and Moises Gurola. Mm-hmm. So, yo, man, thank you so much for mm-hmm. writing. Uh, those are the last two I read uh, this morning, and yeah. so they were super dope. They actually, uh, yeah, I haven't gave them to you yet because they handed them to me yesterday, but um, they were talking about how they really enjoy the show mm-hmm. and uh, just to keep doing what we're doing. You know, the the real of the uh, of the guest yeah. uh, is life transforming. A lot of them are going through situations where they're sitting in a prison cell, being able to really meditate and think about what's being said. Yeah. And so we're so grateful that we get to be used as instruments to speak to y'all. Um, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing if we didn't have listeners. Yeah. So we're grateful that you guys are listening and that you're heeding to what's being said, yeah. I and guess. thank you, you know? for sharing it because we've, we've had people who are incarcerated share it with the people who aren't incarcerated yeah. and vice versa. So totally. they're spreading the news about the show. And so it's touching the lives of people he, even who aren't incarcerated who get to listen yeah. because you know someone heard it. So and we the, appreciate it. the address, uh, she gives it out at the end of the show because y- y'all, there was somebody asking because y'all both sent letters like to a different address and somehow <laughs> they still got to us yeah. so praise god but uh the address is at the end of the show it's p.o box uh at the end of the show so she will say them uh have your pen out stick around yeah to the end of the show yeah so you know i'm excited you know mm-hmm. i know this guy he's like a houston legend yeah let me tell you something like uh you know since 1996 this guy's been doing this thing uh, i'm gonna say pastor Trey nine like the reality mm-hmm. is he shepherds, shepherds tons of people um so today you know in the studio we have with us Mr. Trey Nine. What's, What's up, going yo? on, Welcome. man? Good to be here. Mm-hmm. Man, how you doing? I'm you doing always got that smile. <laughs> you know, you always got that smile. Well, thank God I can smile. I mean, every time I wake up, it's a new day. It's I'm breathing. Mm-hmm. I can move. I'm healthy. So I, I got to smile. That's know? dope. Nice. Uh, okay, so I'm just going to cut to the chase. And, you know, I was sitting here and I was thinking, like, because you, you're like, hey, your name is Bobby. But I really was like yeah. I, that was like an ah to me because i'm <laughs> so used to hearing chain nine and kudos to yeah. you because uh your consistency mm-hmm. like I, me being from up north moving to texas you know getting saved and being here now how now long, i'm a houstonian uh when i'm how long, how long have you been, been in texas oh man since uh 2007 okay 2007 right. um before that but i don't recollect uh when yeah. just doing dope deals and stuff but <laughs> literally like in messing Houston. our city up yeah yeah, uh, yeah. I, was, I was trying to stop you <laughs> you were trying to stop me yeah i was writing songs yeah. in the street <laughs> and you were just Yo, tearing it up. nobody gave me the cd that's why <laughs> that's why i really enjoy what you do out there yeah uh you know you disciple the streets i'm passionate about uh the streets and stuff because Evangelism. of that um um, but, you know, where does the name Train 9 come from? Like, yeah. what, why Train 9? So the full story is in, in 93, I was in Greenspoint. That's, Greenspoint is where I started rapping at. And really? Yeah, I started oh, rapping. Oh, this, this then, just huh? makes the God's Boy <laughs> yeah. thing so much more. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. It, actually, I got saved there, too. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, but 
but the studio I was in, I was with a guy named E.K., Everlasting King, uh, a guy named Reggie Hamilton, and we were driving in the car. I had some goofy name like Swift B or something like that. I hated it. Okay. I, I was trying to discover a name because that was yeah, the beginning yeah. of my rap career. Right. Sure. And the DJ shouted out, it's the Nine Trey, and this dude, Reggie, said, man, Trey Nine, that's a dope name, right? And he said, I might use that. I said, you got a name. All right, so... <laughs> So that's that's pretty shallow for a name, but in in ninety, I mean in um in ninety five, two yeah. years later, I give my life to the Lord, and I'm thinking of changing my name to something very spiritually, you know, meaning, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Trinity, Holy <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. yeah, 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 totally, totally, <laughs> and um and it just dawned on me. I remember riding to my mother and dad's house, and I was thinking, Trey represents three as in the Trinity, and in the nineties. Everybody was talking about their nine millimeter. Their wow. NWA, everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so God had just kind of laid on my heart that you're going to shoot something more powerful than bullets that bring death. Fire. You're going to really bring good. life. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's through... That's through the Father, the Son, Give him a bop, bop, bop. Yo, that's so, so I stuck good. with it, and, and, and I felt like God gave me that, you know? And Think about the importance of a name. Yeah. Like, like mm -hmm. before it was just like training. Now when I look at you, I'm like, I, there's meaning <laughs> to that name. Yeah. It's just me. It's so important. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so important, like, yeah. when names have meaning. For sure. You know? Bible, we see that in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think it's dope that now I feel like I know you more. I feel yeah. like I understand Damn. you a little bit yeah. more. The power of the Trinity. The man. power of the Trinity. That's yeah. fire. And then he threw the nine in there. That's just yeah, fire. Yeah, that's it. God's cool. He could, he kept the nine millimeter. He's like, you can keep the nine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, just make, I, let's just make a hold. And then when I got married uh, to Amanda, she just knew me as Trey Nine. So she was like, I'm calling you Trey, not Bobby. Yeah, and you want to give a shout out to Amanda, the yeah, kids, and everybody? Yeah, yeah. Amanda, Nick, Tristan, Tice. Uh, Tiana, my, 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 my wife. My you got kids. a lot of kiddos. Yeah, yeah. I have. I, so I got married okay. to Amanda, and that was 2010. She already had a daughter, Tiana, that was yeah. 13. Yep. And then we adopted two boys mm -hmm. who are now wow. 15 and uh, 12. And then I have one biological son. Uh, he's a fourth grader. He's not, about to be ten, actually. Oh, so, do wow. you advocate like uh, adoption and all that? Like, I, I mean, obviously, I you would. I, I'm obviously in a different field of ministry, but yeah, anytime I can speak for it. Um, what do you think the importance of adoption? For is? me, it wasn't. For me, it wasn't going out and looking for kids to adopt. It was we were feeding the homeless downtown, and this was Thanksgiving, 12 years ago, 12, 13 years ago, and there were two boys under the bridge. It was freezing cold. They wow. were with their mother. And we took them home for the night just to give them food, yeah. clothing, shelter. They were sick, very sick, coughing. It was like, man, these kids are going to die in the street mm -hmm. yeah. if you don't get them out of here. And she couldn't get into shelter that night. And she was the, the mother was with a guy at that, at that time, and so we, she let us take them. And so through a series of events, long story short, we, she said, will you adopt them and give them a better life? Wow. And that's how we ended up with Nicholas and Tristan. One Salvadorian, Whoa. one's Mexican. Wow. Yeah. How old are they now? Um, so now they're uh, ninth grade and and uh, sixth grade. So you got uh, 15 and 12. Wow. wow. Yeah. So awesome. that adoption just highlight changed their of life. My, huh? One of the highlights of my life, man. Mm -hmm. One of the highlights of my life. Because, you know, he was, Tristan was like 15 months. He was a baby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was my first interaction with a baby, period. I had zero kids when I married my wife. And within two years, I had four. Wow. <laughs> so come on. Yeah, you did gain yeah, a family yeah. like that. Yeah. And so I became a father. And I think that's God's sense of humor because I would become 
spiritual father to many. To and, many. And, and this, you know, when I started the nonprofit, that was the beginning. Mm -hmm. And so we had this ministry called Feed a Friend. It was her thing. I was more youth the outreach. Yep. That's how I first met you. That's how it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. a long time ago. That's when Greg Garcia. Oh, uh, yeah. And I had came out of prison, and I was like, oh, I'll go over there. And I was talking to the homeless, and I remember, remember that. it was y'all. Yeah. It was you and your wife. That that was uh, that was a crazy time. And then, of course, the city of Houston, Anise Parker, had shut it all down yeah. to where you couldn't feed more than yeah. five people I remember without that. a permit. Yeah, so we went through that whole <laughs> media. Fun yeah, 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 yeah. Fun times. <laughs> yeah, but... But no, that's the highlight of, of, of feeding, you know, in the street was that I got two boys from it that are my yeah. sons. What a story. And then I have. feel like, you know, stepdad, adopted dad, you know, yeah. and mm -hmm. then biological dad. I, I get to experience it all. And then spiritual dad. Yeah, that's so dope. That's, so cool. that's, that's God, man. And that, that, that holding that baby, like I always tell uh, people, like, you yeah. don't really know until you like really have a kid. Like you, it could be nephews and he's like. You yeah. could, but it's just different. It's, different. it's just yeah. totally different. You yeah. know, it's like you'll bite a bear for, you know, like it's just different. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you yeah. might bite the bear. Yeah, that, <laughs> that makes it hard to understand how we got so many fatherless children whenever you are a father. Yeah. You know, I understand why men leave um, various reasons, but I just could never see myself doing it. My dad never left. Mm -hmm. Thank God. Even though so I grew, you were raised in a good home? I was raised in the hood, but I was raised in a good home. Yeah. Wow. So I had a mom and dad that were working hard. Both of them still work, you know, worked hard till this day, but they worked hard. I went to Sam Houston High School, so I was on the north side, mm -hmm. you know, HISD. I was around predominantly Hispanic and black. Wow. And, and because dad provided, worked, and it wasn't a Christian home, but, but dad provided, worked, he did what I consider a, a husband, a father to do, mm -hmm. um, what the basics, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was yeah. enough for me. And then um, got you through, yeah. So that give that's given me the stability in life. Yeah. Do they see help you, other you men still see they, them in all that uh, now? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I drive and the so they, are all they time. like uh, well, they believers now. Like my mom and dad are believers. Wow. My mom was always kind of casual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Went to a Lutheran church, and I remember as a little kid, take she she would take me to the Lutheran church. It was boring. I didn't want to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um. But my dad was never saved. And then mm -hmm. when he saw me changed in my teenage Fire. Mm -hmm. then he just started going to Lakewood. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's he dope. Walked yeah. up to the altar at Lakewood and gave his life to Christ. That's, That's now, now so they're not, they're not regular church tenders right now. Yeah, um, totally. But they're just simple, simple folks that, you know, you, you wouldn't even think it was my mom and dad. My dad's very r short, you yeah. know. I'm the tallest. <laughs> you know? And... They're just simple, very I, I, simple, I hardworking, blue collar. Yeah. I, yeah. I it's just, just the story of it, yeah. right? Like yeah. you accepting Christ and then them seeing your life, yeah. Uh, yeah. which then all of a sudden triggers something in them. Yeah. It's just beautiful. That's kind of beautiful. like what we hope for anytime we're ministering to young people. Yeah. It's like, hey, it doesn't matter your age. Like you can be the light in That's your home. It. You That's know? it. Yeah, I was a teenager and I modeled that. They were like, why are you tithing? Why are you giving your money? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Let me explain that. it to <laughs> you, Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. That's so, so awesome. uh, you know, so you're very passionate. You have a ministry. What's the name of your ministry? It's called Eyes <laughs> on Me, Inc. It's a um, 501c3 here in the city of Houston. We exist to mentor, disciple, and serve at-risk youth and their families. Okay. And so we're currently in <clears throat> Forum Park, which is southwest Houston. We're out southeast in Sunnyside up north in Greenspoint and out west in Brookshire. Because right like now you guys a have a, song right a big there. thing. Yeah, it's a Houston song. <laughs> Sunnyside to Southwest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, look, look, hey, look hey, at the next, yeah, next it's cipher. Coming. It's coming. <laughs> yeah. So like, um, 
obviously, since I've seen, because like I said, looking at the outside, I've just seen your name always consistent. Uh, where, you know, it, it might yeah. roller coaster or whatever, but it's consistent with what it is that you do, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't see you like all of a sudden one week you're doing this and then the next week you're doing yeah. that. Like, since I've known, those like, guys. yeah, yeah, those guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the we next know trend. those guys. I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. something new. <laughs> yeah. 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 You have stayed consistent. And in that consistency, I see trees falling. Mm -hmm. You know, you just remain chopping. The, your new endeavor, mm -hmm. right? I would say new, not really new because you were already at Greenspoint, mm -hmm. but there's a whole new movement you're yeah, creating, yeah, right? Yeah. Greenspoint to God's point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so Greenspoint is known as Gunspoint. Guns point. Uh -huh. And so we think that based on our work there, we've been there for six years. We just got a mission center there um, since September last year. Yeah. And so we see just, we see the goodness of the community there. We mm -hmm. see the goodness of the youth there. They deserve something better than to grow up in an environment where everybody's labeling it after guns, you know, blazing yeah. and people getting shot. Yeah. And so, you know, you go on YouTube, you look up Guns Point, you're going to see some young cats on the street talking about Guns Point, all proud of, you know, that, repping their hood, their city. And so I'm like, you know, if, if, if there can be so much boldness in representing something so negative, why don't we represent something that kids can be like, yeah, I live in God's Point, you know? Totally. Mm -hmm. So Guns Point to God's Point is the movement, and we're pushing it just like, you know, people push the bad in their neighborhood who yeah. don't know any better. Mm -hmm. no. And so I think Christians being behind social issues like violence, you know, um, gun violence, uh, is something we need to start looking more at. You know, yeah. mm -hmm. instead of always just waving the holy banner, I think if we start taking on these causes and uh, and put that in the front, yeah, then others can join and support and not feel like, oh, I'm not as holy as them. I can't be a part of that or. Totally. I got sin in my life. I can't join them. Can't no, this. we're against guns and people getting shot in the street. Yeah, and yeah, so you 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 can be a part of this movement. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. So you guys are doing prayer walks. You guys yes. are uh, yeah. just uh, in every almost in every. You're pretty consistent. Like I said, like there's always like I see like a prayer walk like train nines there. Yeah. You know, well we somebody's got to lead. You know, yeah. I think that the 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 spiritual movement of prayer walking is is not happening really much. Mm -hmm. What do you think you know? is going on? Because I heard you touch on it a little bit. Uh, men. Yeah. Men, mm -hmm. like when, when we talk about men. Mm -hmm. We'll be right back, and I want to hear your thoughts on what's going on with the men out here. Mm, what's going that's on? Good. We can do we'll it. be right back. Hey, we're Welcome back. Welcome back, you guys. What we asked that? We've got uh, Trey Nine in the building. Trey, Trey. And so just the amazing story of just even your family, your personal life, um, but now also the movement that we're trying to you know continue to push yeah, yeah. throughout Houston. You Follow know? Trey and Nine. So, Follow Trey Nine. Yeah, and so Pastor was asking, you know, what what's your opinion on men? Because you were talking about the different roles that you have as a father yeah. and then also the kids that you are ministering to and trying to reach a lot of yeah. them are fatherless you know yeah. so what 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 would you say is I mean I think issue? I think about my 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 boys uh, Nick and Tristan who I you know adopted and I was like well what would it have been like for them without mm -hmm. a father they were the, it, Nick was three so he was already wild and you know mm -hmm. I mean I remember when he moved in with us he bucked my wife so much. I mean, mm. he spit on her, he kicked mm. her, he did everything and rebelled wow. against her. It was very difficult. But think about it, his mom had left him yeah, over to course. strangers. Mm -hmm. And there was no dad. Mm -hmm. His dad was from El Salvador and was uh, supposedly executed by MS-13. So he never got to meet his dad. Oh, wow. um, and, and, and so I, I kinda you know, had to be this male figure in his life 
event to be a father. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, what would he have been like without that? He would have probably been full of rage, anger, bitter at woman, women, taking advantage of women, using women, and probably having kids and not fathering them. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And so, but now, I'd be damned if he does that now yeah, because yeah. I've raised him better than that. Yeah, yeah. And so I think about all the men who didn't have that mm-hmm. man in their life mm-hmm. um, or even men that hurt them in their life. So they never had a model of a father. And so as a result, you can only repeat what you've seen yeah. and learned. Facts. And so I don't, you know, men are incarcerated, some wrongly incarcerated. That takes them away from their, their kids. Mm-hmm. Men have made mistakes because of being on drugs or mm-hmm. choosing crime. That takes them away from their kids. And so you got kids growing up without any sense of direction of what a man is. And you got mothers trying their best to figure out how do I raise this boy to be a man. And we know that she needs a man to model that for him. And yeah. so yeah. that's why mentorship is in the DNA of our ministry. Um, and we're pulling men in saying, hey, spend time with this kid, you know, minimum once a week and just ask him how he's doing physically, spiritually, and mentally, emotionally. Truly and, good. Yeah, and just the difference that it makes because that always leads to a little more time, the Astros yeah. game, the Rockets game, yeah, yeah. recreation. And so always. we've we think that that's the answer to raising up, uh, you know, fatherless kids is to put mentors in front of them that will be there for life. Yeah. That's really good. And I think it's changing it's changing the not only the environment that those kids are only exposed to because if they're only in the hood and you got a mentor that's like, "Man, come on, I'm going to take you over here to, yeah. you know, where I live or I'm going right. to take you, you know, to see your Explore first baseball game." The they're watching a man and his function and how he behaves. Totally. And especially if he's a godly man, we keep, you know, obviously you yeah, gotta yeah, be, yeah, you got to be a godly you gotta, man. You got to fit the credentials. Mentorship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cuz we don't want to reproduce the wrong thing. <laughs> no, no, you be jamming secular music in your yeah. car and no, Jack them no, up. But yeah, we don't do that. So I think that that we have a fatherless, you know, generation that needs mentors and men it's need really to step good. up, you know. It's really good. I and I, and the church and the church is the place to draw that. I mean, we got to get them from the church. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's that's where they come from. Every every one of our mentors is a member of a church or you know part of uh, our our um, ministry. So so you welcome anybody. To anybody, everybody. Yeah. We we call in all of <laughs> them. Like, everybody, yes. everybody, everybody come yeah. help. That's dope. That's We're in dope. short yeah. supply of these types of men. So, yeah. All right. You know what we want to do now is we want to mm-hmm. do some segments because mm-hmm. I feel like they're gonna be fun. Sure. And uh, you know I got another I got a couple questions mm-hmm. in my head uh, <laughs> with that. You know we got to throw a curveball at them. Yeah. So uh, okay. Uh, so okay, what's gonna be the first? All right. One? Let's kick it off with dear younger me. Right. Mm-hmm. So you already took us um, to a little bit of what your childhood and upbringing and now your family life was like um, but take us back to a younger version of yourself mm-hmm. we like to do the back to the future DeLorean so hop in the DeLorean take us back what age were you what were you like and if you could give yourself now a piece of advice um, to the younger version of yourself yeah. what would it be yeah um, man I'll just go back to high school I was um, I, I started working pretty early at mm-hmm. 16 years old I started a job and anyway I, I, I went through a series of jobs ended up at Walmart and um when I worked at Walmart, I just got into thieving really bad. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah totally. And, 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 Walmart would do that to people. Hey, yeah. you, you in the hood. Yeah. So, I mean, the hood got in you. It was really bad. Yeah, it was really bad. And, um, and so, you know, I, I would have had more integrity, you know, mm-hmm. because 
to have a job, someone to employ you and, and trust you with their mm -hmm. business. Because I ended up becoming an entrepreneur and starting a, a janitorial business later, a commercial janitorial business, I value people who start businesses and employ people so much more now than I did back then. Mm -hmm. Back then, it's just all oh, a job, a company, yeah, yeah. they got money, yeah, they got yeah. insurance, you know, but now looking back thinking of what it takes to run a successful business to the level where you hire people mm -hmm. um i would have had much more pride in my jobs i would have had i definitely wouldn't have taken advantage you know when they weren't looking um wow. and i would have i would have given more to the companies that i worked for and so i would say you know be humble be a servant just as much to that employer give them the best you got to make them better yeah um than what you did i think you just helped out our whole no, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like repeat that I'm yeah yeah no, you, that is good you that know, is really good you, you got to you help them build what they have mm -hmm. and make it better before you leave or quit or get yeah. fired or whatever yeah, happens yeah um so that 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 would have been my advice, advice to yeah. younger to the younger yeah. train now yes That's we would have so told good. them be humble be integrous yeah. Yeah, I'd That's probably right. have more donors today if I did that. You know, they, <laughs> yeah, that, that, kid. Like, that kid right there, he was the most integrous guy we had. He worked hard. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. That was so funny. Uh, okay, so I'm going to put you back yep. in the Lorraine uh, probably twice. Uh -huh. So you, you're about to take a Go couple trips. So I, I want to put up. you back. <laughs> yeah, buckle up. Buckle up. Uh, the, the first one I want to put you back in, uh, I want to take you back, you know, because you've learned so much in ministry. Mm -hmm. And you've, you know, and I, I just know because I, I'm in ministry. Yeah, so. If I can put you back to a place when you first started, okay. somebody was like, hey, I want to start a ministry, you know? Yeah. And maybe they want to start it for the, oh, I see Trey Nine doing yeah. it, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. like, what would be some advice you would give to that young Trey Nine mm -hmm. who's about to start everything with yeah. all the wealth of wisdom you know now? Yeah. What would you say to yourself then? Yeah, because I was starting a kind of a unique ministry. It was hip-hop, and there was, there was not any models in Houston that were going to start a hip-hop ministry and be funded. You know, it's one yeah. thing to do music and put out albums and records and travel and do shows that's one thing but to say i'm going to do this full time and it's going to be non-profit it's going to be a ministry um that was something i didn't have a model for mm -hmm. and so i i just stepped out in faith as a missionary i had to use the term missionary um with the church yeah and thank god i was at copperfield church and they believed in the vision and mission and so mm -hmm. they they said, what do you want to do? I told them, I want to do this hip-hop hope type of church service <laughs> in Fifth Ward, and it's going to have a DJ and a host, and the, the, the choir will be the rappers. And yeah, you're we'll talking about so rain in Noah's day. Yeah, right? yeah, so yeah. They're like, what? Yes. They're like, yes. um, Yeah, <laughs> and it was a predominantly white church, too, <laughs> yeah. so they had to overcome that hurdle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they supported it in Fifth Ward, and it was a way to connect young people. It was a paradigm shift for what church could look like because mm -hmm. we are the church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and so I had the choice of coming under their umbrella or starting my own 501c3. Yeah. Right? So I think that there are enough ministries now to where you should come under the umbrella of someone who's doing it well, not prideful, arrogant, yeah, controlling sure. you know, sure. yeah. type of and, – and, and, and be – be taught and mentored that way there's even organizations like the Stoller Foundation who will put you in an internship 
to teach you this stuff. Wow. Whereas me, I had to stumble across things and I had to Learned dig. The hard way. If yeah. you, it, you know, there's you built nobody. a boat. Yeah, you built exactly. a boat. And you didn't even yeah. see the rain. Yeah, you yeah. had to build yeah. a boat. You were Noah. Yeah. <laughs> no, and yeah. Now the plans are out there. You don't yeah. have to <laughs> yeah, yeah. figure out where you're gonna get wood <laughs> yeah. from. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah don't yeah. be so prideful that you don't ask people for help. That's good. You know, just don't do that. It doesn't really make sense. Good. There's people that have already done this. And you obviously may have your own unique niche of what God's calling you to do. Sure. It's, it's hard, though, because there's nothing new under the sun, and yeah. a lot of things have been done. But, you know, just like the Kicks for Kingdom ministry we yeah, started, really I don't cool. have a model for it, but it's, it still goes under the umbrella of what we're doing in the streets. Right. Totally. So get advice, be mentored, and be a good student that listens. Um, a lot of people that say, yeah, I want to start a nonprofit, uh, but, you know, y- y'all doing it different. And it's like, bro, you can learn from the foundational Foundation. things. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and just for a season or whatever, but stop being so arrogant and cocky because God gave you a vision and gave you a mission. Yeah. It's right? really Just sit good. down, shut up, listen, follow, observe, serve. Mm-hmm. Totally. And good. when your time comes, you'll be ready and it'll be mm-hmm. clear. Yeah. yeah. God makes Jesus wait like 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Think about it. Yeah, and then, and then he makes people, the other guy. scared to start, you know, yeah. wait too. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then yes. he takes his disciples and he's like, three years. Yes. Three years. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, Before you he launches somebody three him. years. Yeah, yeah. You tell mm-hmm. somebody now, hey, how long? Just yeah. hang out with me for like three years and we'll what, talk after yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what? Well, they this. run. Yeah. They run. Yeah. Nobody yeah. wants to do it anymore. And something so important that you said was the foundation. It's like we understand uh, to be a doctor, you got to have a foundation yeah. uh, b- so you understand doctor yeah. before yeah. you go cutting people, right? Absolutely. Like th- we, we need a foundation to be in a construction worker, anything. Mm-hmm. But like in life, parenting, you know, there's always this foundational. Nobody wants that foundation. Everybody just wants to get in the operating room yeah. and then mess everything up. Yeah. It's like, no, like Quick. we need foundation for everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. For everything. What you build your house on, sand yeah. or rock. Totally. Yeah. You know? Totally. I, and I we, and I've seen, you know, in, 30 years of ministry I've seen I've seen the sand you know the yeah, ministry is yeah. built on sand they come they go they're fast they're quick they're in a hurry they shoot out the gates you know strong and then shh, then they fade then they I've also seen the ones who don't grow beyond the one person you know mm. and it's like why do you keep you know limiting your growth well it's it's because of your leadership style you're not a mm. servant leader you're trying to control everything and people eventually will break off from you. And so I've seen ministries that wow. they never grow beyond that one person. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that can only happen if you, you, the book stops with you. Facts. Like Jesus launched his disciples. And so I'm always looking, you come, you wanna, you wanna learn, you wanna grow, mm-hmm. you wanna serve, but you have a vision that you wanna launch one day. Right. And so I'm always thinking about your launch yeah. and what God's yeah. calling you to do. Mm-hmm. Because the most success that I can have as a leader is to launch leaders. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not to maintain followers, it's yeah. to launch leaders, and so I'm totally. always trying to help people launch. Mm-hmm. It's to follow something, people, right? The yeah. sun's got to go sometime, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But but at the same time, you know, some people aren't willing to wait that long. I'm gonna put you back in the car. Yeah. That was incredible, by the yeah, way. I loved great. it. Like, y'all should just write that down. <laughs> but uh, um, I'm gonna put you back in the car. Um, you've been married how long? I've been married for f- since 2010, so we're Actually, in May 1st, uh-huh. that will be 13 years. Fantastic. Mm. Yeah. Uh, your wife, there's a few things, a few complications yeah. your wife is going through. Well, Absolutely. Right? Um, and I want you to go back mm. to what you know about marriage now yeah. with all those complications and everything you've learned. Yeah. 
and uh, go back to when you first got married and what advice would you give to a person that's getting married right now? Okay. We'll be right back with this commercial break. All right. <laughs> hey. Welcome back, you guys. Man, you, you got you, right at the cliffhanger of right the, cliffhanger. the third <laughs> Dear Younger Me. Um, yeah. But you hit Trey with, what would you tell the younger version of yourself in marriage? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, so tell us first a little bit about what's going on. Yeah. You know, I know you shout out your wife. Mm-hmm. You're very you got dear married to you. 2010 and uh-huh. now what's you're going, going on? through so, some things. So let me give you all even further back. I got okay. married when I was 19 years old. Look, I gave my life to the Lord. Obviously, I was a fornicator because I grew up yeah. on the filthiest hip hop, and that's how I learned about the women part of things. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, me not, too. Not a good example. Yeah. yeah. So, right. so the girl I was with, I, you know, I went to my pastor, which, pastor in Greenspoint, small little African American church I was a part of, and I said, look. It says it's better to marry than burn with passion. I was that mm-hmm. serious about when I gave my yeah. life to God, and I said, so. Like, I'm I am we're thinking about marriage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm on fire. I am burning. <laughs> Pastor, it is in the Bible. <laughs> He's like, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so I, I, he, he was like, well, let's start premarital counseling and let's do this. And so I was like, let's do it. And I wanted to please God. So I got married. I loved her. You yeah. know, I loved her. So yeah. I, I, I married her. Mm-hmm. But she was 18. I was 19. I had 14 years of marriage. And after 14 years of marriage... Um, she kind of got, fell into depression and went and had, a, had an affair and said she wanted to go another route, not yeah. the Christian route. Yeah, yeah. She didn't want to follow yeah. Christ yeah. no more. And so it ended that marriage. So, wow. you know, I was in ministry. Yeah. I had to go through a divorce. What was that going to look like? I just trusted yeah. God. It was kind of my Job moment, a lot of details to that. And then I met Amanda very shortly after that and knew this was the one for me. Um, I wanted somebody that was, you know, from the hood but you know was a praying woman loved jesus was sold out to god but could relate to me as a man that was on mission right yeah little and hood ma- mainly holy and so and so married her and then uh you know immediately she was having back problems she was working at a job sitting at a desk and we thought oh, maybe it's God saying you need to get out of the desk job. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why your back hurts. And come in ministry, we'll take a leap of faith. Did that, it didn't work. So then she started going down the path of surgeries. Mm-hmm. And going down the path of surgeries, um, she had she's had six surgeries over the course of the time I've been married to her. Mm-hmm. All failed. Mm-hmm. The last one was 14 months ago, and we're feeling like maybe this one worked. But along the way, God taught me so much about people living with chronic pain, Mm -hmm. but he also taught me so much about people who are addicted to drugs because my wife was put on um, uh, pain pills and she gave up at, after that, I think it was about the third surgery. She was like, I'm a terrible wife because I can't do for my husband. Mm -hmm. I'm a terrible mom because I can't even serve my kids. My husband's having to do the role of a mom and I might as well just end my life. Wow. And so she she ran off to the streets and and I remember getting a phone call like let me talk to the kids cuz I'm going to kill myself. <coughs> Excuse me. No, you're good. And so that was uh that was a a tough time in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even realize it still oh, affected me, but uh mm-hmm. <laughs> um I learned a lot about what drugs do. 
through that because that wasn't the one when I married. And I went to Fifth Ward. I called up everybody I knew to, mm. to find my wife, even the goons, and, uh, and found out she was in this, this, this dope house. And the guy wasn't giving her up. You know, he wasn't giving her up. And made a call to uh, someone I knew who was in Fifth Ward um, that I was actually blessed to do ministry with. It was Jay Prince. I said, Jay, my wife is in this house, and I don't know how to get her out. And uh, he sent a few guys over there. They, they, uh, once they heard they were out there, she comes out, and I got her, and I put her in a psychiatric hospital, where she got sober and clean. And um, and then she got out after 11 days. Her sister gets in a tragic car accident. She relapses again. Mm. So I had to just watch. I had to go through this painful experience of of the woman I love giving up on life. And I remember things that had happened where I could have divorced her and I could have just ended and walked out mm -hmm. and uh, God was speaking to me he said look you fight for this woman just like you fight for anybody else in the streets don't you give up on her she's never had love from a man her father abandoned her cut her off when she was a teenager uh, the boyfriend she loved uh, he got he he got a murder case and went to prison um, her uncles were addicts. Everybody in her life, she just had no man. And so God said, fight for her. Don't you dare quit on her. And I did. And uh, she went to a rehab. She got sober. And I, I got my wife back. And um, she's never touched a pain pill again. And wow. to this day, she she's the greatest wife, greatest mom. We can't go on dates. And, you know, like everybody else, we can't plan, you know, stuff. But, man, she, She's she's she never nags me, being that I'm gone a lot and I'm doing a lot of ministry. Um, we communicate well. Um, we're, she's a wonderful wife to the kids, gets them off to school. So even through her chronic pain in her back and neck that hadn't been resolved yet, um, she is probably the greatest woman that I could be with, considering what I'm called to today. And so, yeah. she taught me what drugs do, and and. Most of the people I deal with now who are on drugs, I know to look past what they do while on drugs. Mm -hmm. And uh, she taught me how to fight for people harder than I learned in the north side of Houston. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, she is the reason why I'm probably the fighter I am today for yeah. people, you know? That's dope. Yeah. That's super dope. <laughs> yeah. Super dope. And so, so through all that. Yeah. What would, you, what would your definition of marriage be? Yeah, covenant to the end, to the death. Um, faithful faithful honoring of, of the covenant to the end, just like Christ is faithful to the end of our life and will never stop and give up on us and never leave mm -hmm. us or forsake us. Um, I realize that there's things that permit divorce in the Bible, mm -hmm. um, but it says if you can reconcile, reconcile, and and so I believe honoring that marriage covenant, you know, uh, and doing it as unto the death is what you have to go in with the mindset, and I think um, it's communication uh, with everything, you know, everything. I can communicate with my wife about anything, mm -hmm. and she's not gonna fly off the handle. And people need to get 
their marriages of such to where they can talk about anything even if <laughs> even if the man is like hey babe you know I, I've been having these lustful thoughts yeah. and and thinking about looking at porn or babe I've been this one girl has been hollering at me like a woman needs to be able to handle that and a man yeah. does too yeah. to be able to handle that enough to say totally agree babe what can I do because yeah. that's the kind of fighting we have to do nowadays. Yeah. There's yeah. too much coming at relationships Facts. to not be mm -hmm. able to There's tissues right here. It's total, it's, total, um, it's the garden, man. Yeah. It's totally naked. Yeah. You know, it's totally transparent with one yeah, another. And, exactly. and most of the time when I, you know, I love the whole marriage thing, you know. It's like my, my heartbeat. Um, and uh, you ask, hey, you know, have you talked? And they're like, yeah, yeah, I can't say this because if I say it, you know, yeah. I'll here. And so I go, y'all are never going to grow, yeah. ever. Like, y'all might as well just, yeah. I mean, yeah. y'all going to fight like this forever. Until yeah. so, somebody goes outside the marriage. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And then it's the problem. You know, yeah. it's like you, you're going to have to. And, and you're right. Sometimes, uh, you know, they'll hear this and they'll go try it. And yeah. then the other person blows up. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, it's like, would you rather, you know, but the question I have for people today is would you rather it not be said and then turn out into a catastrophe or were you and rather hurt you worse yeah it gets worse or would yeah. you rather it be told yeah. Yeah. and then you handle it like and a then big process girl, a big it and work through yes. it i think the problem is is we've been so damaged by our father mother relationship or lack of and you you hear something that he said or she said and it triggers you mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden you're relating it to some bad relationship because you yeah. don't have a model of a mother and father and watch them persevere through it all. I've I've seen when my dad was drunk and wasn't acting right. I've also seen when my 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 dad and mom weren't getting along. Mm -hmm. But they're still here and still together. So yeah. that model of marriage that and the other thing is is you know they're, hey man, you know the belly starts kicking in on the men. Women <laughs> yeah. get have kids, and sometimes yeah, they blow it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you got to be able to say, "Hey baby, I don't like, I don't like your your, your belly's getting. Let's get to the gym." Mm -hmm. Like yeah, facts. And and facts. and the man not be like, "Oh, well, you don't like me." Now most yeah. of the time it's vice versa. <laughs> vice versa. Yeah, but yeah, I tried right, to flip right, it a little bit. <laughs> um, but you know, you need to be able to have healthy conversations. conversations. Yes. And some men don't know how to talk to their mm -hmm. wives in a healthy way, facts. so that don't work. Yeah, but if you have past, that's why I think shepherds, you know, the Bible gave some to be shepherds, and shepherds care for the flock. And so, if you have someone with a good shepherding gift, mm -hmm. entrust them to help you shepherd your marriage. Stop being so prideful and arrogant to think I don't want to go to another man to teach me nothing. I, Back now, you're acting like your abusive dad, yeah. you know, yeah. that yeah. treated totally. your mom bad all his yeah. life. Like totally, we gotta have. That's why the fruits of the spirit are so important, right? And women yeah. don't go. You know, well, you need to go talk to him because you can learn a few yeah, things yeah, from him. Yeah. Oh, that's don't do that. I, I say that about me, that. and then the man's hating me. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, you gonna go talk exactly. to me? Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> so don't do that, women. Yeah. I'm. Oh, thank you for that. Yeah, the threw, input he, there. he threw a good one, <laughs> so I you know, did the favor. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that was super awesome. Well, was, we only yeah, got a couple minutes. Thanks for the great minutes. cry. Thank you, you know, for, I, no, thank I don't you like for crying. After, after 50, I try to hold back a little, right? Because I, I don't want the wrinkles to just pile up. But that was that was just, I don't know, that was just a plethora of wisdom. Mm -hmm. And thank you so much for being vulnerable and transparent. Yeah. On this. I really yeah. appreciate that. I have a whole new, <laughs> let me tell you something. You know, I, I, I watch, I just do... Um, you know, I just, you know, right or wrong, you know, yeah. I came from the streets too. And yeah. before I get in a relationship with with a person, I usually watch. And, you know, I just have a whole newfound respect mm -hmm. for you. Uh, I'm going to call you Bobby right now. I, I just have a whole newfound respect mm -hmm. for you. Um, 
just what you don't know you don't know yeah, and sometimes yeah. sitting at the table is like what we need to do yeah. but sometimes we get so busy so you know my hat yeah you know <laughs> i take i literally take it off you no know doubt, because man. you uh you had just uh, impacted my life right now. Thank you, man. Yeah, Appreciate I know the that. hat got all beat up right there. So God hey, be the glory. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's just beautiful to see people mm -hmm. fighting for their marriage the way you're fighting. Thank yeah. you, man. It's just Appreciate incredible. That. And, and Amanda, yes. because she's fighting yeah. too. She Shout is. out to the family. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the family. So mm -hmm. thank you. Absolutely. I saw Stephanie laugh at my hat tip. No, right? you're good. I was, yeah. I was hey. off camera. We were good. I was trying to tip off the hat with the thing. I'm like, oh, man. Hey. We appreciate the sentiment. You know, if you have a final word, just a final word. Hit us with a final word. Maybe speak to somebody out there. Uh, they're listening right now. Mm -hmm. and they're like, man, I'm just going through it. I'm going through it and I don't know what to do. I, I found myself uh, maybe in anything that you had said today and they're stuck. Yeah. What do you tell yeah. them? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, pride would, pride would lead you to not reach out and pride would lead you to um, try to fight on your own. Maybe you've been fighting on your own all your life and you just don't think that there is anybody that could fight alongside you. That's, that's a lie from Satan to make you feel like you're alone. Um, there are ministers out here. There are people that want to see you succeed. They want to see your marriage healthy. They want to see you overcome drug addiction. They want to see you have a great job and a productive life. Mm -hmm. And you got to find those people. Just like you fill out applications and you search for a job so that you can provide income for your household, you need to get aggressive and find spiritual people in your life that can be mentors. They may not look like you. They may not relate to you, come from the streets like you or, or from your background, but there are so many people God has placed in this world that can be of, of, of help to your nurturing mm -hmm. in areas that you're weak. Wow. And maybe you can do the same for others in areas you're strong, but I think we have to drop our pride, humility, um, being humble, you know, is being willing to be teachable. Yeah. And so I think humble yourself to the point where you reach out and when you reach out find the person that can walk you through these difficult situations of life but the the greatest thing you could ever do if you haven't done it is to invite Jesus into your life as your Lord and Savior Dope. he he we live in a world of brokenness things are broken bad things happen in this world because of the sin that entered this world but if we turn and follow Jesus who came to earth died on the cross was buried in the tomb and three days he rose and one day he's coming back then we could be saved and we could be spiritually uh, new. So give your life to Jesus, ask him into your heart, and let the Holy Spirit lead you and get you some good counsel and uh, be, become a part of Thanks. a church family. Thank you so, so much good. for being with us. Juan Martinez from This Is Real. And I'm Stephanie Rave, and we're so glad you joined us. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to like, share, and subscribe, and turn on your notification bell so you get notified every single time we have a new episode. And don't forget, in Houston, Texas, on 100.7 FM, every single Saturday night, we're on the airwaves from 6.30 to 7.30, man, with real people, real problems, real solutions. The show is rocking. Amen. But not only that, not only is the show rocking, we're also reaching 53 cities 51 state and county jails and prisons and what we're doing is we're bringing the word to them we're bringing them some laughter fire. and some good times and some fire Amen. and so uh for that we need some partners so if you want to partner with us please click on the link below and don't forget to follow us on social media hashtag this is real or on any other platforms pastor juan martinez hey that's a wrap peace